Welcome to the Cape Verse Podcast. I am your amazing host, Seb. With me is my mediocre host, Thomas. And today we're going to be talking about the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. I nailed it. Um, you almost had a perfect intro there. You almost had a perfect intro. So happy. Congratulations. With that. Cheers. It's only taken me five episodes. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't you worry. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about the Marvel Disney Plus TV shows. Um, all of the, uh, you know, One Division, Loki, Falcon Winter Soldier, all those stuff. Um, and today's going to be quite a quick one because both me and Seb are on the road today. Mm. Um, apologies, listeners. There might be some background noise. I'm it's not really sure. If there is, deal with it. It's because Thomas is actually in a van. <laughs> no, I almost was in a van. <laughs> I'm luckily not in a van. But at one point, I almost had to record this in a van. Um, yeah, me and Seb are both. We're not at home. We're away. We're on the road. He's down or up in Edinburgh, and I'm in Darlington. Um, that not that anyone cares. <laughs> not that anyone cares. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's just get straight into it, right? So... The first one we're going to talk about, the first one that was released, is uh, One Division. I'm loving how quickly you're wanting to get through this. We just we got to just get through it. We just got to fucking never stop. We just got to never rattle stop. through these. But what? Yes, we'll start with One Division. Um, I'll say when they released all the shows at the big Disney event, um, this is one of the ones where I was really worried. Uh, this is one of the episodes I was really concerned about because I didn't like the sound of it. Really. At first, yeah, I was quite, ooh, really, they're going to go for this? Um, I was more uh, excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier and What If. Those were my two top shows that I was looking forward to. WandaVision and Loki, I was quite concerned. Don't know about you. See, with WandaVision, I mean, we'll get to it as we go to each one, but with WandaVision, when they first announced it, because I think it was like the, the, I think it was the Comic-Con just after Endgame, and they were like, well, everyone's seen Endgame. It's the biggest mm-hmm. movie ever. So now we're going to tell you our plans moving forward. All of the MCU shows that have come out over this year all directly build off of Endgame. So um, Division was one of the ones that I was most excited for because it seemed like they were doing something different, you know? They were taking these two characters who their relationship had mostly been off screen and they were yeah. giving them their own showcase. Um and there was like this inbuilt mystery of how is Vision alive? Why is yeah. it a sitcom? And when I you mean, watch the show, those mysteries are like a big part of the first half of that show. And I think it was done really well. So I was, when they announced it, this is probably the one I was most excited for, to be honest. What about Loki? Was that one you were Loki, also looking forward to? No, Loki was the one I was least looking forward to. All right. <laughs> that was the one. We'll get to it when we talk about Loki. But yeah, I wasn't really looking forward to that one. But One Division, I was mostly because of Vision, because I think Vision has had the best quotes in the MCU, and that extends to One Division. You Give know, me some of your favorite that quotes. line. What from One Division or just from the MCU as a whole? J- just from Vision, yeah. Uh, well, in One Division, um, my favorite quote is the. Um, well, not my favorite, but one of the ones I really like is when he's talking to. Uh, they have the flashback, the quote everyone talks about. Oh, what is yeah. grief, if not love, persevering? I like that quote. But my absolute favorite is 
the one at the end when he's saying goodbye to Wanda and he's like, I've been a voice without a body, a body but not human, and now a memory made real. Who knows what it might be next? It's like, oh, that's really good. That's a nice little overview of his character across the, the franchise. Uh, but we're yeah. getting ahead of ourselves. Um, did you enjoy WandaVision? Well, it's a tough one because I remember uh, we were watching them all, you know, all all, all over the place because lockdown was about. Um, and we watched the first two episodes. Back to, oh, no, we didn't. I remember the first two episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you guys were like, <laughs> I was like, hey, we're going to, it was my idea what I'd point this out. I was like, hey, guys, let's do a watch party of WandaVision. And then I'd been up dead late the night before. I can't remember why. Y- your fault. But the next day, I'd slept in. And all of you guys had gone ahead and watched it without me. And you were like, oh, a fucking, one of our friends who we barely speak to these days, they were in a rush and everyone was like, oh, but he was in a rush. So we had to watch it with him. I was like, fuck him. Fuck it, we barely speak to him these days. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys gone ahead and watch it without me. And then, like, the next few, like, I remember I was so annoyed as well, right? Because fucking, was it you or Joe? One of yous had been like, oh, one of you, I think it was you. You were late to turn up to The Mandalorian, the season finale. And Joe was like, let's just start without him. He's taking forever. And I was like, no, we're going to sit and wait. And you didn't do the same thing for me. So fuck you, Seb. Yeah, I, I remember when we started watching this show. It's all coming back to me now. Can I point you out? fucking we did, we, we did, snake. We did give you like two hours. We waited two hours. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you should have given me as much time as I needed. Anyway, um, the first two episodes that were released back to back were the ones when they were in black and white. And it was like the, what, 50s, 60s? Yeah, yeah which was smart. That, yeah, was, that was a um, smart idea. I remember watching them and I was a wee, I was a bit hesitant. Um, I was questioning, where is this going? Oh, it's, 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 it's not my cup of tea. But the thing that kept me, you know, coming back to watching more were those moments where, you know, in the first episode at the dinner table, uh, where the yeah. wife's saying, like, help, help her, or help him, help him. I was like, oh, oh, shit. It was very Black Mirror vibe. No, it's um, it's her going. He's starting to choke. Oh, he's starting. And to choke. she's she starts saying, um, "Oh, stop it!" And she's laughing and she's saying, "Stop it!" As in, like, "Oh, stop being you or whatever," you know. Mm-hmm. But like, she gets more panicked, and you can tell she's saying, "Stop it!" To wonder instead. There's like a lot of stuff in that scene where you're like, "Oh, hang on, what? Wait, what's going on?" Yeah, and the whole episode, I think it was very smart of them to release those first two back to back, because yeah. both of those episodes have those kind of creepy moments, and because it's a sitcom, and because they don't, they just drop you into the sitcom as well. There's no yeah. like wandering vision get whisked off to a sitcom reality. It starts off and they're in the sitcom, and mm-hmm. you piece it together week by week. But I think the reason why it was a good idea dropping those two both on the first day is because I think if you did episode one, two, and three week to week, people would have got very bored very quickly. 100%. Yeah, I, I would have been one of those it's, people. The, the mystery, I think the mystery goes on for as long as it should, but if you're doing it week to week, those three episodes have a very similar formula. It's a sitcom throwback of a particular decade, and then at some point, something weird happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the- I think, I I think if you'd have 
done that week to week, people have been like, all right, we get the idea. It's a sitcom. It gets creepy. What's the point? What's actually happening? So just shortening that to two weeks. I think originally it was going to be the first three episodes were released in the one day. And the reason they didn't do it is because they hadn't finished the visual effects for the last two. Um, So they thought we won't have enough time. We'll um, we'll just release the first two. But I think it's... I still think it worked really well with the two back to back because it just sets it up, as you said, it sets up what you know is going to be explored. I think because this, a lot of people still say that One Division is the best show that they've done, but I, I think the only reason people think that's the best show they've done is because at the time there's a big mystery. Yes, you know, yes. why is this all going on? What's happening? What's why is it a sitcom? Why is Vision alive? Um, and because it's a mystery, each week people are theorizing. And it was one of those things where I follow a bunch of like, you know, people who do uh, geek podcasts, people mm-hmm. who do breakdowns of all different types of geek media, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, anything. But this was such a big topic week to week that every one of those was talking about it. It was yeah. everywhere. Everyone was having different theories. Everyone, it was like mass speculation about this show. It- it was really good, and and these were accounts that hadn't blocked you on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, movie journalists who haven't blocked me. Um, but this, but this is the thing. I think the reason why people think it's this is their best, sh- this is the best show they've done, is because it had that engagement where you were asking the questions. Yeah. When we find out about Sod and all of that plotline, mm. Sod are basically inviting the audience to ask questions. They have a big whiteboard. <laughs> where people yeah. are just going, hey, here's all the questions you should be asking. What's going on? Um, but I think, you know, because there was that kind of audience participation element and because everyone was theorizing, everyone's talking about it, people look at that era fondly because each week you were trying to figure out, hey, what's going on? And then when you get to Falcon Winter Soldier Loki, the mysteries there aren't really mysteries. People yeah, figure them out very quickly because there isn't really a lot to pick apart, you know? Who's yeah. the power broker at Shankar? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone clocked that like week two. Um, <laughs> oh, who's, uh, who's, the, who's the secret bad guy behind Loki? Oh, it's Kang. Everyone clocked that like week two as well. Like, yeah, only, <laughs> only not like Marvel it, fans didn't know that was Kang. You know? Exactly, you know, like... Um, you know, it was it was one of the it's one of those things where I think people are so positive about this show because of the experience of watching it week to week, and like, I've not done yeah. it yet, but I wonder how the show actually holds up if you watch it in like a big six hour chunk. Well, I did almost that with a French friend. Uh, we watched it again. Um, oh, really? Yeah, we watched a couple of episodes, like three back. We did like a, a watch party. It was a, um, I watched it in French, <laughs> um, and it was you know what? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I can speak French. Um, it was. It still holds up. I you, because for me with the rumors, going back to what you were saying about the rumors. But you only watched. Did you see? You only watched three episodes. It was like three, and then the, the other three. Because was there only six? Yeah, or no, eight. No, there's nine episodes. Okay, so we did four, and then five. Four and then five. Oh, okay. I yes. thought for a second. I thought you said you only watched three episodes, and I was like, "But that doesn't that doesn't count." No, 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 no. no. You got to watch it all. Yeah, we did. And four so, and does five. it still? It is still it still good? I mean, for me, 
I was dis- with going back to what you were saying about the rumors. I did think that's what made the show amazing, but I think it also disappointed a lot of people as well because we got some crazy rumors and people were going along with them. You know, <laughs> what was what was the craziest rumor you heard about the show? Um, well, Mephisto. That was a common one. That that was a common one. But I I'm talking about the most outer left field theory that you heard that you went what the fuck that's impossible oh mr fantastic appearing and being the um the engineer uh, yeah the engineer yeah that was the craziest one i heard. I, I, I think like, the craziest what? one i heard and this is kind of like a deep cut kind of um like i know who this guy is but i've never read a comic with him in um the uh you know the postman yeah um oh no no it's not the postman i think it's um it might be the postman I think it's the postman or the neighbour is called Herbert. And people were saying that he was the high evolutionary, <laughs> which is like a cosmic being who, like, he, like, en- he, like, genetically engineers different characters in the Marvel comics. And I read that, and I was like, he's a fucking postman. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was one of those things where people were just like, Every person is someone important. Yeah. And you get to the end of the show and it's like no one's important. Literally yeah, none literally. of these people are actually characters. Yeah. Um, so they also ruined the show a wee bit. Like the main one for me was, you know, when they introduced Quicksilver and you thought, oh my God, this is it. It's, it's, they're doing the multiverse. It's happening. To be fair, to be fair though, I get what you're saying. Because you're like, oh, people were like, the fan theories got out of hand. So people were expecting big things, which I completely get. But with the Quicksilver one, I think the Quicksilver one is a bit of a piss take. Purely because they talk about how WandaVision would lead into Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness was going to connect to No Way Home as well. So Mm -hmm. people thought, oh, this is going to have multiverse stuff going on. Oh, this is going to start some multiverse shit. So when you introduce another version of Quicksilver, it's, it's... rightful that people would think oh my god this is it this is when the multiverse is actually going to start yeah and it and it didn't which is it's kind of a shame because i think it would have been a really cool thing if you did have because you know you had wanda and spider-man are the two characters that are gonna potentially lead directly into multiverse madness both of which are connected to other versions of those characters you've had multiple different spider-men and you've had different versions of quicksilver who's wanda's brother there's a bunch of interesting stuff you could have done with that and to reduce it to a boner joke ridiculous is it i i think it's a little bit of like ha you thought you were getting this fuck you it seemed a little bit of a piss take not that fans are entitled yeah but it also felt like okay that explains the ralph thing as well Mm -hmm. that works i do think it was a brilliant piece of casting because casting Evan Peters as Quicksilver is the only actor on the planet who would get you feeling the way Wanda feels. Like, is this my brother? I think it's my brother, but I'm not really sure. The whole fucking world is feeling the exact same thing she is, and he's the only actor you can cast to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, to just go, Ralph Boner, you could just go, oh, it's, it's Ralph Silverson or something, and people would be like, oh, okay, but to make it a boner joke, people were like, oh, piss take, it's like when Alfred Molina got cast as Doc Ock in No Way Home, people were like, oh, actually, he's playing, like, 
John Dixon or something like that. <laughs> like people are like, oh, this is not actually Doc Ock. It's going to be another fucking ball joke or something. It was really disappointing. I think it was the director's attempt to do another, uh, like pay homage to Iron Man 3 with the Mandalorian reveal. Mandalorian reveal? The... Not the Mandalorian reveal, the... Yeah, but then people were so pissed off at that reveal that, like, several years later, the they Mandarin. had to go, okay, sorry, guys, this is the actual Mandarin. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I called him the Mandalorian, the Mandarin. Yeah. The Mandalorian. You do that all the time. I do that all the time. It's just these words that sound so similar, I merge them together and hope for the best. Do you remember that time we were like, Seb, come up with a new word, and you went, Buffalo. Oh, wait. <laughs> I will tell you, in my mind, that lasted like five minutes. That was a new like, word. <laughs> literally, you all went like, think of a new word. I was like, buffa, and I was like, right, this ending, it needs no, to be new. See, we remember different. it very differently. I remember you just blurting it out going, buffalo, oh shit. But you remember it as like a slow fucking reveal. <laughs> no, 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 I, I'm, I'm convinced that you just went, buffalo, oh fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, anyway, we're getting sidetracked, we're getting sidetracked. Um, so did you think, because this is one of the common complaints, um, that the ending was anticlimactic. Do you think it was anticlimactic? I thought it was anticlimactic, merely, this was due to the rumours. See, I got hooked in with all these rumours that Mephisto was going to come and everything, and then it was just, and Paul Bettany said, oh, I've never worked with this actor before, and he was literally just joking. Yeah, he was trolling him. To be fair though, right? That white vision conversation is fantastic. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I do like that. That I really get that. Yeah, exactly. And this is my thing, right? Because you're saying you're disappointed by the because of all the rumors overhyped it. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed because of it seemed like they were they wanted Wanda to be the bad guy, but were afraid to actually make her the bad guy. You know, because she yeah. creates the hex. You know. We're talking mm-hmm. as if people know what what's going on. Uh, a quick recap for anyone who doesn't who doesn't know or doesn't care, whatever. Um, basically, the story is the story revolves around the fact that Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, as we find out, has trapped a town inside this pocket reality that cre- keeps making it like a sitcom. So each episode, the town gets reset and the sitcom changes decade. Um, why it keeps jumping decades, they don't really explain. I think it's just a part of her psychosis. But the point is that she has trapped all these people. And they try and make it that she doesn't realise that they are all suffering. But Agatha Harkness comes in and is like, you're doing this to these people. But it seemed that they were like, oh, we can't make Wanda the villain. Because if Agatha Harkness comes in tells her she's doing all this stuff and stops her that puts Wanda as like the bad guy almost um, so instead we'll make Agatha Harkness the villain so weirdly she's like I want to absorb your power because of vague reasons or whatever and they just have like a fight where they're shooting different code lasers at each other Yeah. yeah. well I think that's why I find the, vi- the vision fight so compelling because yeah they have like a big action fight but then they it's both different. stop and they're like yeah. yeah let's talk about this that's actually you know, we're both hyper intelligent beings. Mm-hmm. Let's just That's talk. What you would do, yeah, exactly. So I don't. I was. At, it, it felt anticlimactic for me because I thought, oh wow, they're taking a superheroic character, taking the trauma that she's been through, 
and making him more of a bad guy, setting up to be the villain in Doctor Strange 2. But instead, they try and make her sympathetic, which you can do with villains. All the best villains are sympathetic. But there's like a line at the end where Photon, um, you know, new character that were introduced, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, the town will never understand what you gave up for them. And she's like, yeah, they'll still see me as a monster. And it's like, you gave up an imaginary boyfriend but you trapped all these people inside this reality, you wouldn't even let some of them see their kids. Their kids exactly. couldn't come outside and shit. We, we like, don't know how long they were trapped either. I think it's like a few weeks. Because oh. when I could, I could, when they arrive, when S.W.O.R.D. arrives, they're like, yeah, this anomaly has been going on for like a couple of weeks or whatever. I think they do say... Um, Kind of, I think. Or at the very least, I think they say it's been like three weeks since uh, Tony Stark's funeral. Or something. Right. I can't remember. So it's, um, it's... Right, that's fair enough. I mean, it's, not too, it's not too long. It's like a couple of weeks. But like, they still talk about the fact that like the kids were trapped inside. They'd only come out for Halloween yeah. or something. They couldn't... So it's like, did they eat? Did they sleep? What's going on with them? And then like the parents are all traumatized. And they're like in pain and they're all angry or whatever and she's like oh i had to give up my fake boyfriend it's like what so yeah. i know i felt that was why the, the ending didn't really sit well for me because it, it felt like it was conflicted with itself you know yeah. we want to make wonder the bad guy but we're worried if we make her the bad guy people won't respond in the correct way yeah um, i mean there was this thing that kind of bugged me how they it, the show finished and then you know it was like a a month, a couple of months later, uh, people noticed that they re-, re re-edited the final shot of the show, where they see a silhouette. Yeah, that feels a bit weird as well. That you know, it was an incomplete story because they've just suddenly changed it now. You know, to be fair though, right? Weird. I get that that could be a bit weird, but it isn't like they added in an extra scene that they deleted. No, all they did was the scene where she's at her cabin. They added like more trees and stuff. And I think the reason they did that is because um, Doctor Strange 2... No, 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 I think it's a case of, like, they had to go back and film at that location for Doctor Strange 2. And maybe the location's changed since they filmed it there before. So they thought, right, let's go back and edit that location so it matches Doctor Strange 2. Um, And they have the opportunity to do that with the Disney Plus shows. Because as of right now, there's, like, no plans to release any of them on hard media. True. Home media, I should say, not hard media. Um, hard copies. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, I think the thing that got overblown with that was people were like, oh look, Doctor Strange is in it, and it was like an editing mistake. It mm-hmm. was like they'd there was like a shadow that was in a later on part of the scene that had been like copied over to like an earlier. It, I don't know. I don't know graphic design or editing or any of that bullshit. But it seemed that people were like, oh my god, Doctor Strange is in it. And it was like, no, they just added more trees. Yeah. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But it's not like they've changed the plot line of the story or anything. No. It wasn't like they were like, oh fuck, go back and make Wanda the bad guy. No, 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 nothing like that. But it just, it just, you know, it's something that annoys me. Just like, "Mm," you know. They could have fixed it. Yeah, because it it does imply that if they can just change that, then they can just change anything, Mm -hmm. Um, which hasn't really been done in media before. That happens a lot in games where, like, voice actors get replaced or whatever. Um, 
or like they change the look or something in like a later update. I think the I think the closest thing like that in terms of like a movie getting a graphics patch other than One Division was when Cats was going to get like an updated. Oh my god! <laughs> they were going to do like a second release where they were like they corrected a bunch of the CGI, and then oh. I think Dear Evan Hansen, another musical, was going to get a version where people were like that actor looks too old. He doesn't look like he's in high school, and the character's supposed to be in high school. It's like, yeah, okay, we're going to release a version where we've de-aged him. And it's like, that's worse. That looks that weirder. Is, what are you oh, doing? <laughs> I wanted to go back to what you were saying. Uh, if we went To be back... honest, I think, I think we should move on. <laughs> Fine. Okay, <laughs> we've talked about this one for a long time. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not as if I was going to say something that was so... No, go on. Go on. Make, make your final point. It was literally going back to what you're saying is if you went back and watched WandaVision as like a big nine hour event, uh, would the story still be good? For me, for someone who thought that it ended quite badly and was quite disappointed with it, when I rewatched that again in French, throwing that in in there again, it's, it's, <laughs> it's still a really nice story for Wanda and Vision, you know? Take all the rumors aside, it's still a lovely story, you know? So I, I have warmed to it after being disappointed. Yeah, I, I think that's the key thing. I think you're right. I think that's the key thing that like that story about their relationship and how she's dealing with her grief yeah. and how Vision reacts to that is done really well. You know, and it sets up some interesting stuff for the future. I think they have some really nice heartwarming moments. Um and I yeah, I th- I think that story works. I think that show still works. Um and Maybe I think not. it's I was just going to say, I think it's glad, I'm glad that we're only getting one season. Yeah. Because it, cause you can't really do One Division season two, because if you did, you'd have to trap them in a sitcom reality again. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't really. Or do thrillers. Uh, but anyway. Do crime thrillers. Um, no. <laughs> Police procedurals through the decades. Um, uh, right, so let's move on. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I yes. love this show. I think this is my favourite. It's really, really good. I also watch this in French. Oh my god, you and your fucking French. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... We watched this week to week, didn't we? Yeah, they only did one episode. They didn't release two back-to-back because they were full one-hour episodes. Um, There were full one-hour episodes. episodes. Yeah, there was only six of them. And it's also not as VFX-heavy because a lot of it is... It's like practical locations, practical costumes... Speaking of which, and this is something we didn't really talk about beforehand, the costumes in this show as well as the last show, I think are fantastic. Ten out of ten. See see when he was wearing his Captain America suit? Best costume reveal ever. Even better than that, I think his Falcon costume that he's got at the start is the best Falcon costume he's ever had. It's It's more comic accurate. Yeah, red. It's got the right colours. Mm-hmm. All of the costumes in these shows really nail the comic accuracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlet Witch finally gets her comic accurate costume yeah. in at the end of WandaVision, and that's fantastic. Loki gets a lot of comic accurate costumes in his show. So I think variants. the costume department really nails it with these ones. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they've decided to do that now as well, that they're not trying to take a modern take on it. They've gone, nope, we're, we're I mean, we did... Them. It's like the MCU costumes have been inaccurate. No, but I do just... think that the ones that have been the most inaccurate are getting corrected in these shows. Yeah. Um, like Hawkeye barely got a comic accurate costume. He's getting one in his show. Uh, mm-hmm. Same with Falcon, same with Wanda. All the side characters 
who didn't really have a main feature didn't really get a good comic book looking costume. But now that they're all the main characters of their own shows, they're finally getting proper comic accurate costumes, mm-hmm. which I, uh, I appreciate. I love it. I think it's really good. Um, another reason, another reason why I love this show is the relationship between um, Sam and Bucky is really funny. They, they really nail it. It's a good buddy cop, you know. It's, it's funny, but you know what's really good is they have a moment where the two of them just talk about their feelings. Yeah. Which do. I think that's something that doesn't happen in enough TV shows. Too many TV shows, like the CW ones that we've talked about before, too many of these uh, shows depend on forced drama where there's a misunderstanding between two characters and they don't talk about it for like six episodes. Whereas this, they both have two different points of view on him becoming Captain America. Yeah. And it's 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 natural, it's natural conflict, you know? Obviously, Falcon feels awkward about becoming Captain America because he's a black man. Mm -hmm. And being a black man in America, taking on the role of Captain America is going to have a lot of backlash. So when even he was announced as uh, taking on the mantle, you know, when it happened at the end of Endgame, everyone was like, oh, I can't believe they're giving it to Falcon. It should have gone to Bucky, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And people were just like, oh, it shouldn't be, fuck it, there shouldn't be another Captain America. It shouldn't be a black Captain America. And they take what's happening in the real world about that idea and apply it to the show Mm -hmm. really well. They um, have the whole Isaiah Bradley stuff from Truth, uh, Red, White, and Black. Yeah, and I think they handle that storyline really well. Um, they because in the comic he actually wears the costume, um, but in this they they handle it with a much more subtle approach. Where mm-hmm. he he was never Captain America, but he was a product of super soldier experimentation, and the fact that you know the rest of the world don't know about him because in the comics it's different. In the comics, the black community know who he is. The average man on the street won't know, but the black superhero community, they all know because he was the first. Um, Whereas in this, the only person who knows is Bucky. And it would be interesting to see, like, how would War Machine react? How would Black Panther react, you know? Because in the comics, Isaiah Bradley holds a very special place in that community to the point where he was invited to the wedding between T'Challa and Aurora Monroe. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, oh, I wonder if, you know, there's a lot of rich storytelling to be told with that character, and I really hope it's such like a one and done. No, you know? they, they need to go back to it. Maybe in the new Captain America 4 movie. Um, yeah, maybe. That would actually be a good place to bring him in. Yeah. But I think his involving him in Falcon's journey to become Captain America was done really well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear some trivia? Go on. I always want to hear trivia. Um, going back to some French topics, um, for any of you... Oh, my God. No, this is no, this is genuinely <laughs> really interesting, though, because you should know this film. It's a really, really famous French film um, called Untouchable, or the French version, Les Intouchables. Um, Isn't your favourite French film QEs, though, Seb? So, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you're an asshole for that. Um, that film... <laughs> With, uh, I think you should go on the record and say it isn't your favourite French film. It, is, it isn't. I've never watched it. I don't even want to talk <laughs> about it. I can't believe I had to mention that. Thanks for mentioning it. 
but also it just, you're an asshole. It very briefly sounded like I'd actually called you out and you were annoyed by that. Oh, I was really annoyed. You, you ruined my trivia piece there. Oh, you absolute twat. Anyway, um, this film with Omar C, uh, it's basically uh, him looking after a disabled guy and it's like the, the relationship in the film is very funny and very authentic. And apparently the director of Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, saw that film and really liked the relationship in that and so tried to borrow elements from that film and put it with oh, okay. Bucky and Sam. Um, and so I really liked that because you can kind of see that, you know, there's that funny, you know, banter that they have and but they still yeah, at the definitely. beginning, they don't, they don't want to work together because they've got different viewpoints and everything. Um, so I just found that was quite interesting, you know, because it's a... Uh, no, that is, that is actually interesting. You're right, Seth. You, uh, Thank you. Um, can we still also French, talk um, can we talk about US Agent? Oh, fantastic! Amazing. Um, you know, what I, I think love? he's he's one of the more three dimensional characters. I'm glad they didn't just go, "Oh, he's the villain now." Yeah, there's there's layers to him. Oh, he's a very that. flawed character. Mm. Um, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> he's a character who wants to do the right thing. Yeah, but. He's got his own... He's not the perfect man. He's not Steve Rogers. No. He's angry. He's bitter. You know, he's a little too authoritarian. Mm. Um, but he still wants to do the right thing. And they... I think they kind of rush his redemption. A wee bit. Because he beheads a guy in, like, episode four. That was the And then in episode ending. six. <laughs> it was such a good ending. Oh, but when you get God. to episode six, they're like, hey, thanks for helping us, man. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> You, you just chopped a guy's head off him, but cheers, man. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're partners now. He's he's helping us out. He's working with us. It's like you literally just had to, like, clean the blood off that shield a couple of days ago. What are you talking about? Honestly, um, I, do, I do like those scenes, like, you know, when the second episode where he's in the locker room and he's, like, working on his speech. It's, there's those little things that, you know, he's trying. He's trying so hard and, like, you understand why he does the things. You know, mm. you you understand him. I just thought it was so well done, and like you can understand his rage for when he loses. Um, Star, what's his cheesy psychic name? Star. Oh yeah, they don't really say it too many times, do they? Oh fuck! I keep uh, thinking Star Command, but that's was like it. <laughs> Battlestar, Battlestar, Battlestar. That was it. Yeah, that's it. Um, that was really sad, you know, and you could, you could see that he was traumatized from by that. And, like, he's just trying to do the right thing. And my favourite part is when, you know, when they're fighting the Wakandan uh, bodyguards. And I love that yeah. little comment where Bucky goes, like, doing good there. <laughs> <laughs> Looking strong, John. <laughs> I love that. I he's love just that. getting heckled from the sides. <laughs> and then Sam's like, right. Oh. But my favourite line that he says, you know, he's, like, he's fighting them and uh, he's trying to use the shield that doesn't work. And then it's just this little comment he says is, like, they weren't even super soldiers. And it's just, he's so <laughs> yeah. defeated. He's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. But you know what, right? It's good you that they, that. it's good that they did that because that perfectly, it sets up in your head, oh, of course he take the super soldier serum. He's yeah, not you, doing it because he's like a prick who wants power. Exactly. He's doing it because he's trying to live up to this mantle yep. that he doesn't yeah. deserve. Yeah. I think it's like, people go, oh, Captain America should never be political. What the fuck? It's like Captain America comics have, have always been political. Um, 
The only difference is that with the movies, it was all subtle. The first one was a war film. The second one's like a political thriller, but it's it's like it's just drawing from political thriller genre rather than yeah. real world politics. Really, there's like it's like there's layers there, but it's it's a lot subtler. And then Civil War is just a Civil War film. It's just mm. adapting that comic. You know, you have that you have those conversations about should the government be involved? You know, should in like all these like private sectors or should you know people who are the best for the job just do that job whatever there's all that shit but this captain america story feels the most politically charged um and it might have been too politically charged because apparently at the time when they were filming there's like rumors that there might be a pandemic storyline that was removed because of the current pandemic which is why a bunch of the stuff to do with the flag smashers feels dead like underbaked yeah, I was going to mention. Should we mention them? The flag I mean, it, they they don't really. They provide an interest. They provide a. I was just going to say interesting. They provide a plot device to make him pick up the shield, and to go into conflict with U.S. Walker. It's mm-hmm. just the case they're both investigating, and it's provides an interesting look at a post snap world, which yeah. none of the other shows or movies have really done. No. Um, Captain, this uh, Captain America show has been the one to actually draw from that um, mm-hmm. and actually explore those ideas, which I think is interesting. My, um, one, but the actual one... flag smashers themselves, yeah, not so much. No, my one complaint about the show is, um, you know, it was it Emmy's Emmy season, and they were giving Ellie, you know, best supporting actor and everything. Oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> War Machine, who was literally in it for what five minutes tops. Oh no, it's not five minutes; it's less than that. I think it's at less than a minute screen time. And he was nominated for like best guest actor or something. What? He was even confused. He was like, "Oh, thanks, um, I, okay, like what?" He he was, he was, yeah, because a bunch of people on Twitter being like, "You should reject it." What the fuck you doing? He's like, "Look, I'm confused either, but that's not how the Emmys work. You can't just like reject an Emmy." Like, yeah. they nominated me, you know, I don't have any say in that. And he was like, plus, I'm not going to get it. Because, yeah. you know, like, he, he was like, I'm not going to, obviously, I'm not going to get it. It's nice to be nominated. I probably I shouldn't have been it? nominated. There's other people who should have been nominated instead in that show. But I, there's nothing I can really do about it. Oh, and it's one of those things where, like, yeah, because he isn't going to win it. No. But even if he rejects it, he's still Emmy nominated because of it. Like. It, it was the it, weirdest thing. Whatever, it's weird, man. It's uh, <laughs> so fucking weird. I do but, like, uh, there was just another thing. How, with all the shows, the Disney Plus shows, all the shows have, like, ended on, like, a big, you know, big twist or a big reveal that has a big impact on, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. And it's normally quite devastating, quite shocking. You're like, holy shit. But this one, it just ends with them... Um, building a boat and they're just smiling in the distance and i love that (laughs) i saw the memes where it was like the multiverse fraction up scarlet witch losing her family and it's like but sam and bucky are just building a boat and chilling it's it's so good you know what right it was nice to see bucky looking happy yeah you know it was lovely and also thank god he fucking cut his hair like jesus christ that long hair it looked good in the winter soldier and then dog shit every film after the it was too he... long. It looked greasy. <laughs> what are you doing? Are, are we turning um, this into a beauty uh, podcast now? You, do you want to say anything else about We should uh, do because this cast is beautiful, beautiful people. Sam yeah. Mackey, oh, fantastic. 
Sam Mackey and merged his names together. Sam Wilson and Anthony Mackey. There we go. Um, but that's the thing, right? I think his performance is really good. He should have maybe got an Emmy nomination specifically yeah, because of that. Speech. I love that speech. Everyone was mm-hmm. like, oh, that speech, it's too on the nose, whatever. Like, he's just giving a lecture to senators. And it's like, that's what Captain America should do. Captain mm-hmm. America and Superman are the types of people to go, look, you need to fucking step up and do better. And people are like, oh, but it's too vague and generic. He says himself, look, I don't have the answers. But you have to understand that there are terrorists out there who got together. Oh, he says you shouldn't use the word terrorist, which, you know, yeah. good. Because one man's freedom fight is another man's terrorist. There's different points of view on things, and that's what he's trying to say. He's like, look, we've all got a common struggle. And you are fucking people over to the point where they were willing to do this shit. They were willing to kill people. They were willing to cause harm. Why is that? None of you have stopped to ask why. You just label them a terrorist and move on. You've got to look at it from different points of view. And I think it's great that when you bring him on as Captain America you make him do the most Captain America thing, which is give a speech about America. <laughs> you know, America. Give a speech about truth, justice, and freedom Fuck and yeah. all that shit. <laughs> it's like, that's great, you know? That's that's the type of shit that fucking um, Steve would do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, he gives that great speech in Winter Soldier where he's like, look, Hydra here, we got to take him out, you know? Yeah. He, he gives like a speech in each Avengers movie about how you've got to be, like, the best Avenger or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he's so good. On the whole... Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think they passed the mantle on really well. Yeah. Yeah, on the whole... Do you think... Do you think... Because they had this whole thing about how he isn't the Winter Soldier anymore. Uh, Bucky Barnes. Do you think they're going to give him the code name White Wolf? Or do you think they'll give him, like, a different code name? The code name that the Wakandans give him. Yeah, because they call him like the White Wolf, don't they? Well, do you think he'll actually take on board that code name? I feel that it, that he should, he should, because you had that scene in the show where you see him like uh, he's no longer triggered by those words that turn him into the Winter Soldier. He's yeah. finally like he's put that past behind him, and he's now become a better person. So I think it would be wise for him to change code names to the white wolf and i think that would be good uh something do you think the they'd comments. give him like a white wolf costume hmm maybe just like an emblem you know like you know how in the winter soldier has that red star maybe just something like that on it Nothing... it's like there's like the stark logos on his shoulder instead <laughs> <laughs> no but i don't think he needs like a full stark comic. is in game of thrones oh stark I th- oh yes not Stark Industries. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, should I specify? I meant, like, the wolf logo, the Stark wolf logo. <laughs> you, you, you needed to specify Never mind, that. let's move on. But no, <laughs> let's um, move on. I think he should change his name, but not have a new costume. But I think that's his new code name, because the Winter Soldier is in Because I suppose if past. you have, like, the Black Panther, whoever the new Black Panther is going to be, and you have the White Wolf, it is going to look a little bit like Power Rangers Wild Force. <laughs> it's all the animal-themed <laughs> people with the, the helmets yeah. and shit. No, it's um, just just a code name. Just a code name. Maybe you could give him like a white uniform. I I I don't think so. He's fine the way he is. Because you know how he's got like that blue jacket that he wears. Yeah, that's fine. One of them that's white, and then instead of the star on the arm, there's a wolf logo. I think wolf. that could work. I don't know about the white. Did you just go wolf? 
Wolf. <laughs> he just randomly went, Wolf. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, just put a wolf on his arm. Um, right. I, I think we should move on. Um, move on to Loki. What do you think of this one? Well, like I said earlier, this was one where I thought it was going to be a misfire. I thought this was going to be their first fuck up because we're like, right, how many times has Loki appeared? Can we get exactly? That was my exact thought We've process. Had too many Loki stuff. We need to move on. I because um, I, I when they announced this show and they were like, yeah, it's going to be the Loki who leaves from Endgame or whatever. Um, I was like, because actually now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember if I. If they announced the TV shows before Endgame or after Endgame. I think it was after, after Endgame. Endgame, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, because that's but, the only way they could have explained the new Loki show. Yeah. Yeah. True. But I was like, how many times... Because it, it was the only show that, you know, it felt like they'd had to force that in. All the other shows was like, we're going to take all the side characters that haven't had a lot of exploration and we're going to bring them into like Disney plus and give them their own TV show and give them the spotlight. And that all felt natural and, you know, made sense. But with Loki, it felt like, Oh fucking hell, you doing this guy again. We get yeah. it. He was popular in the Avengers and that's why he was in Thor, the dark world. People loved him in Ragnarok, but his ending in infinity war was the best ending he could have got. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with him? But I actually, I actually liked the show. The show, it does well. They look, I really like the TVA. I think that exploration was really good uh, into their organization and everything and the timekeepers. I really liked it. it was I think visually, they look oh, fantastic as well. Very good. Very like good the stuff. TVA headquarters and the uniforms and everything. It mm-hmm. looks great. One second, um, one second. <coughs> oh, my throat's dead hoarse because of the party last night. <coughs> sucking too right, much sorry. dick. I'm keeping that in. Uh, you go. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I said you go. Oh, I go. Is it? Yeah, because you, you, I, I cut you off. You were about to say something because I cut you off. Oh. What were you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry, are, are we recording? What is this? Oh, fucking... Are we... Is this a... Where, we, where's where's we're our friends? We're actually running this... out of time, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... I was going to say, it was lovely to see Owen Wilson in an MCU project. I really like to hear it was. Um, that Tom Hiddleston was giving him a brief, you know, Marvel <laughs> He gave him like little Loki talks, didn't he? Yeah, literally. Like, this is what's happened. Because his character needed to know the ins and outs of the MCU. I, I think Tom Hiddleston, more than any other actor in the MCU, keeps on top of the MCU the most. Oh, very much, yeah. I think I remember because I, I like one. people talk. Yeah, when he like they're asking questions and he's he's getting all the answers. Oh, he gets them all the time. Like, yeah, I think with Ali Plum, yeah. I think he's the one who I think he's the one who's actually kept up to date with the franchise. I don't mm. think like um, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. has watched an MCU no. movie since he left. No. Maybe Black Widow because he's friends with um, Scott Johansson, but I doubt he was like in first in line to see Shang Chi. No, no, no. Um, no, but Tom Hiddleston, he, I think he's just a fan of film, and so he just keeps up with everything. But I think it's just because he likes the character and he likes the franchise. I think he's yeah. just kept on board with it because he likes it. And it's like, um, it's nice when actors who are in a franchise 
care about that franchise. Absolutely. They don't have to, but it's mm-hmm. nice, at the very least, you know, they care about their own character in that franchise. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the show? Do you want to try that again? <laughs> Do you want to take another another run at that? Maybe uh, what, maybe a more exciting question. Go on. Have another try. Ex- take two. Take two. Take two. What did you think of the timekeepers? You know, the big reveal that they were just robots. I saw it coming a mile away. Oh, really? <laughs> I did, yeah, because the timekeepers are like a big thing in the comics. And there's there's also the, the I say a big thing, they're in the comics. They're um, in the comics. There's uh, also their evil counterparts, the time twisters. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're the basically time the, the timekeepers want to maintain time. The oh. time twisters want to fuck time up. Nice. And uh, nice, nice. Various villains have worked with them, specifically Kang. But it was one of those things where when they talk about the timekeepers, it was like, right, this feels a little like a Wizard of Oz style situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to be Kang. But it could be he who remains, who's like a timekeeper who, you know, outlived all the other timekeepers. I can't remember the specific law, but he's like, he's like above the other rest of the timekeepers, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of he who, may, he who remains and Kang at the same time. Um, they made Kang or a version of Kang, he who remains. But I, I kind of, yeah, I, especially when you go into that room and they're all over the top and they're all sat in the chairs or whatever. I was like, this yeah. is some bullshit. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm not buying any of this. <laughs> this, plus, seems, plus, this seems fake as fuck. <laughs> was, it not, was it not like the third episode where I was like, right, we're going to see them. I was like, wait, already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt very like, I don't know. Don't pay attention to the man behind the yellow curtain, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, um, what did you think of, of Jonathan show? Majors? <laughs> no, who cares about the show? Who did, what did you think of Jonathan Majors as a version of Kang? I loved that final episode where he's just explaining about himself. That was yeah, because that that's I loved that scene. It was a lovely <clears> monologue. <throat> it felt it, it was a really long scene, but I loved it. Um, I was gripped. His explanation. I, I really liked it. I I, I think his okay. performance. Exactly. Yeah, I think his performance made the exposition work really well. Yeah, and I think it, it was nice to not have a show end in a big fight. Like there is some fighting, yeah, uh, Sylvie, but... and Loki mm-hmm. fight. Um, Loki, the classic Loki, old man Loki, whatever oh, it was, has that big show off with um, Alioth, whatever the the creature's mm-hmm. called, who apparently is from the comics. Um, he was like a servant of Kang. Oh. Uh, I've never read a comic with it in, but I'd, I'd heard about it. Like when people talking, breaking it down, and I was like. Well, if he's connected to Kang, um, and that little pocket world looks like Crinopolis, and you know they've had all these like teases, like Kang's company, Kang, was on the side of Stark Industries Tower, in one of the fucking worlds. It's like they've got to be doing Kang, and when he comes through, and he's all like, he's he's the exact opposite to Thanos, which mm-hmm. is what you need, because exactly. Kang, hopefully, is going to be the next big bad. Yeah, I mean, um, his I'm kind of hoping for like a Kang Doom War or something. Oh yeah, I remember. I think yeah. it'd be interesting if you have two villains 
two opposing villainous forces fighting for domination could be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I just don't want Doom to be like a one and done. I don't want to just bring him in and you know do nothing with him. Do you? Um, do you not remember when we were watching the show and the rumors were coming out? And I think it was at the end of episode. How many episodes were there? There were six. Yeah, there were six. Yeah, there was episode five where you see the house at the end of time. And I saw a, ver- a theory saying that Doctor Doom lived in the house. And you got really mad. You didn't mad. see a theory. You didn't see a theory at all. No, no, I no, did. no. What I happened did. was, I, no, 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 I was I like, did. Seb, come on, come up with a theory. What's the best theory you've got? And you went, I think it's going to be Doctor Doom no, at the no, end. No, 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 and I was I, like, you fucking idiot. What a stupid <laughs> fucking theory. No, I My saw fucking God. on Instagram. I sent it to you. You're, you're backpedaling. You're no, backpedaling. I, I, wait, I wish we'd been recording at that time. Because fuck me, I remember exactly what you, you said. You got so angry. You got so oh, so, angry. Because what a stupid fucking thing. Why would it be Doom? Why would it? Because it's Latvia. It... it looked like the Latvia house. <laughs> why the fuck would an Eastern European country be at the end of all time and space? Like it makes Dr. no Doom. fucking sense. It's Doctor Doom. You're not That's gonna some lie. bullshit. That thing not, makes not no lie. sense. When we were when they were in the house and like we were walking through the corridors and everything and through the doors, I was like. Oh my god! And there's like the, the cloaked figures. Yeah, I was like, oh, it, yeah. Oh my god, am I right? Am I right? I was like, no, I was. I'm not gonna lie. There was a brief moment where I was like, I swear to God, if it's fucking Doctor <laughs> Doom, I'm gonna go off it. I'm gonna be so annoyed. <laughs> but I was just gonna go back to the way they shot the monologue. You know, when he's just talking, it's long shots and it's so well done. It keeps you intrigued. But I do feel that if you're not a Marvel fan and don't know who this character was, like I think our friend Joe and a couple of others, they were all lost. And it's just me and you going, yeah. like, this scene is amazing. And they're going like, what was that? You know? So it's like a hit or miss. Because that's the thing. People. He never he never says that his name is Kang. No, he doesn't say he's Kang the Conqueror. One throwaway line. Um, some people call me so-and-so. Some people call me, you know, a Conqueror or something. Yeah. But he yeah. never says that his name's Kang. You actually no. never find his name out. He just calls himself He Who Remains. Yeah. But he's talking about how there's like a multiverse of him. And then they're yeah. all... These, there's like a multiverse of terrible people, and he's like, "You think I'm bad? Wait till oh, you see terrifying. my other versions." Terrifying. And I think the best scene in that whole show, or the scene that like sends me fucking shivers or whatever, is that bit where Sylvie, which we'll talk about in a sec, Sylvie stabs him, and he has that brilliant line where he looks at her, he smiles, and says, "See you soon." Oh, it's yeah. so fucking good. It's such a brilliant setup for a multiversal bad guy. Yep. And I hope that he's... I don't just want him to be a villain of Loki. I want him to be the next big the next bad big of the I mean, MCU. My favourite scene is where he's talking and he's, as he knows everything, what's going to happen. And it's that moment where he just kind of freezes and goes, oh shit, whoa, I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen now. That, that was so well done because the camera zooms in and then it's that facial expression where he just switches to go with the oh shit and it slowly goes back as you can see him just panicking going like, um, oh, this is new. What the, what the fuck is going to happen? It's so well done. And you know what, right? I think what's interesting about that character and him as an actor is that because he's going to turn up in Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think he's yeah. also going to turn up in Fantastic Four. Little oh, yeah. hunch in the back of my head, I think he's going to turn up there. He might even turn up in Doctor Strange too. He might, um, he might. But I think what's interesting is the fact that because he's a multiversal bad guy, 
he can do anything with his character. He can have like a thousand different versions of him and each one be different. So this performance of this character, this version of Kang, might not be what he's like the next time we see him. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's different. that's... It's a very good way because they spent years building up Thanos and then when he actually turns up in Infinity War, he's a really good villain. You know, he's one of the best villains in cinema, I feel. And the performance is good considering it's like a big CGI guy. But -hmm. because he was done so well, you've then got the question of how do you top that? Go in a completely different direction. They didn't just go, oh, he's another space warlord or anything. He's not like another cosmic deity. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "No, this guy's different," and you can do different things with this guy going forward. So I'm watching that scene; it was really compelling. But it was like, "Wow, this is such a brilliant kind of test mm-hmm. and like a little tease for what's yeah. coming next." And what an introduction for the character as well! Just perfect. Couldn't ask for anything What better. did? Yeah, great introduction. I think it is a better introduction to this villain than what Thanos had in Guardians of the Galaxy, even though yeah. I love Thanos' introduction to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but what did you think of Sylvie, the other kind of main character? Hmm. What did I think of her? Um, interesting, you know? Um, Said with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought she was, yeah, I mean, I like the actress. I thought she played her well. Um I think... I'm struggling for words here, as you can see. It's just, you know, kind of... Yeah, I, I think well you done. don't... The See, with Loki, right? It, it, it's interesting because with Loki, you have this um, character who people have got to know really well. And yeah. the version of Loki we got is very different to the one that we got in the other ones. He yeah, drinks a bit they're... more, he jokes around a bit more, he's a little more relaxed. Because um, he knows... He's he sort of closer to his Ragnarok version, but not so much. And I think well, that's yeah. probably because they kind of... They speed ran his character development yeah, because uh, yeah. it's interesting that that little um, that little device that Mobius used to show him his I life like had mm. it had the exact same cinematography that the movies had. That's weird, isn't it? It's it's as if you know it's a film. But it, I like that they didn't go okay. We should try and show like first person perspective of Loki. They were like, now nah, we'll just use clips from the film. Fuck it's, it. Who cares? TVA um, actually in charge of MCU. It's not Kevin Feige. Well, that's the thing. This is kind of the disappointment. I'll talk about that in a sec. But I'll finish what I was going to say about the Sylvie. Just speak one um, minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie, I think, you know, Loki, we knew who he was. We have, like, a lot of character development for Loki. But with Sylvie, there wasn't really a lot of character development. You don't no. really know a lot about her. You know she escaped from the TVA, and then she was on the run. But you don't get much more depth than that. And the episode that's the most boring, or the one that people were like, oh, fuck this, is the one where they're trapped on that planet together. Oh, so boring. And the reason it's the most boring, it, it's because you have these two characters who don't really, they're both doing good performances, but I didn't feel like they had any chemistry between them. No. And you don't find out enough information about Sylvie. She hates the name Loki, but you don't really know why. Because um, it's been taken. Like, but like, you don't, like, she was never called Loki. She was called Sylvie. Mm. Um, and I guess they were going for, like, oh, she's annoyed because she's, like, the only female variant. Um, so she gets classed as a Loki when she's not a Loki. She's a Sylvie. 
I yeah. guess that's what they're going for. But it's also like, surely there'd be an infinite number of Sylvies because it's like an infinite number of possibilities. And they have this weird bit where Loki's like, have any of you ever seen a uh, female version of us? And they're like, a female version. But earlier on in his profile, he says that he's gender fluid. Yeah. Which is weird, because that is in the Norse mythology. In the Norse mythology, there's several stories where he changes his gender. Hmm. Interesting. Um, But, like, I don't know, it felt weird to be like, oh, I'm gender fluid, but I've never seen a girl version. Like, what? A bit of a contradiction there. Yeah. Uh, But, no, I think, um, I I guess we'll see more of her in Loki season two. Yeah, because that's getting it. Yeah, but it's hard to really pin it down as like a character because it's like we don't really get to know much about her as a character. Yeah, I mean, put it this way: uh, the, the one person Loki falls in love with would be himself. Yeah, that all works. So I mean, that but works. I don't. I I buy the romance in that sense, but I also don't buy the romance because it's like I didn't really feel a lot of chemistry between the two of them. No. A little bit near the end, um, yeah. when they like when he gives her the blanket or whatever. They had, like, some fun scenes there. But I don't know, it just... it. I don't know. No. It's interesting. For, like, a f- for the first time the show's gone into different versions of characters, this one felt a little undercooked, underbaked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... D- underdeveloped. I, I do like the way they explained the different variants. I thought that was cool. You know, so I'm looking forward to seeing how they explain... Well, now I know... Uh, yeah, I, I want to see more that. of her. Like, I'm still compelled. Yeah. Yeah, but but I'm his. Just, uh, can I speak? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just cut me off there. No, I just like how they've explained the variants. You know, it's quite. If you watch that show, it's like right. I now understand why there's like multiple Loki's and why I understand Tom Holland will see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Of course, right? It's going to happen. <laughs> it's it's another example of how Marvel can do things really well and DC really struggle. Because not yeah. to throw them under the bus or anything, but Marvel very carefully did like, right, we're going to tease the multiverse with Doctor Strange in his first film. Yeah, we're yeah. going to show the multiverse in Loki. We're going to do what if to explore the multiverse. And then we're going to do it big in No Way Home in Doctor Strange 2. And DC's approach to the multiverse was, oh, fuck, we've got like five Batman coming out. <laughs> Shit, say it's a multiverse. Oh, wait, wait, we've got two new Gods movies clashing with each other oh we can't have them in a multiverse cancel them but five batman we can have five batman like what <laughs> it's so fucking oh my god anyway moving on um i think one of the other disappointing things about the tva is that in the comics the tva were a metaphor for the writer's room of marvel comics so a bunch of the tva members were drawn to look like editors of uh the Marvel Comics Company. That's quite cool. And I thought the TVA... It, it's a, it's an interesting idea. And I thought the TVA were going to be a similar thing, but they were going to be for the Marvel Studios uh, executives and writers and producers and all that stuff. And I thought this is a perfect time to bring in Daredevil, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent yeah. Carter, have all of them be offshoots and explore that with the TVA. Have a scene with the TVA go to, like... Daredevil season three, and they have to prune it because it's diverged from the timeline. Because it's too, you know. (laughs) Yeah, have something like that. And I thought, oh, this is a brilliant. Maybe they'll do more of it with season two when they've like gone into the multiverse deeper or whatever. 
but it felt very much like the TVA are interesting, but they're more a generic metaphor for just kind of like bureaucracy and shit in general, rather mm-hmm. than a specific metaphor for Marvel Studios as a company, which could have been fun to explore. But yeah, that's the only kind of thing about the TVA that sort of disappointed me. I was going to say something. And you decided to say nothing. I decided to say nothing. I think I'm going to stand by what I didn't say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stand by what I didn't say and move on to What If, our final show. Um, Yeah, we've really sped run through this. I'm happy. Also, if uh, if anyone has any... um, If anyone has any more thoughts that they'd like to hear, I'm going to start that again. Um, If anyone has any questions or is like, hey, you didn't talk about this, I want to hear about it, let us know. We might respond. When when we say we might, we will because it's literally one person emailing us and our our email box is very low. It's it's me. I'm the person who's going to email. I'm going to listen back. I'm going to send an email to myself saying... Hey, but you guys didn't talk about the fact that Batroc the Leaper was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, we've done it now, okay? He's in it. He's got a great costume. Let's move on. What if? What if what? I thought you were going to... What if the show? Oh, what if? Oh, like the... Right. Like, you fucking if? idiot. That was like... <laughs> I thought you were going to... Oh, my God. You ruined wait, that. Right, go. Wait, well, what did you think I was going to do? I thought you were going to start talking about what if. It's our last TV show. We're running out of time, Seb. Right, what We're on a time limit. What if we talk about the show? Anyway, so what if... <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take this one. I'll take this one. You take it. Use the sack of shit. I'll take this one. Go right. On. I think this was the one I was the most excited about mm-hmm. and probably the one I was the most disappointed for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, but I also was, I was so disappointed. Because I thought, wow, that's a really interesting idea to take a decision from the movies and change it and see what would happen there. But a lot of these episodes didn't really do that. I mean, you got um, some. You got some. You got some, but, like, the first episode, they were yeah. like, this is the moment that the timeline changes, and we're going to see how that timeline would be different. Episode two, you see how it's different. Uh, Yondu goes and picks up T'Challa instead of Star-Lord because he got the wrong kid. Um, all of that was great. Then you get, like, episode three and Doctor Strange... That's the Doctor Strange one, isn't it? Episode three? Yes. You get to the Doctor Strange one and the diverging timeline is the fact that Christina Palmer dies, but Whoa. then her death is a fixed point despite it not being a fixed point in our main universe. So I don't know it felt really like it felt like the rules of the multiverse and different branching realities hadn't really been established before this show got made, if that makes sense. Like they should have we should have learned more about it, or they the creators should no, have gone like, with it. Like you look at Loki and the mm. way they talk about branching timelines and nexus points and all that it stuff. Makes sense. It w- yeah. And it's done very differently here. Mm, like the like the whole absolute point thing. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen a theory that it's because the time stone can't change alternate realities. It can only affect the timeline in its main reality, which I suppose makes sense. You know, you can't do the end game time travel where you branch off into a new reality. You can only affect your own timeline. 
which is why she can't not die. Which, okay, I guess that makes sense. But that's all just fan speculation. They don't really get into it in the episode. And a bunch of the episodes just felt like, oh, what if uh, Thor didn't have a brother Loki? But it felt like they just wouldn't do an episode where Thor got drunk on Earth. And had a party. You know? Yeah, Uh, yeah, like, um, some of them were really good. I really enjoyed a bunch of the episodes, but I was like... You could. There's a lot of really interesting stuff where you can just take a moment in the show. Sorry, you can take a moment in the movies and, and explore, explore a different possibility. And like they, for miss... the most part, a lot of the branching timeline stuff happened off screen. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of you know moments in some of the episodes where they could have explored a wee bit more. For example, the first one where instead of Bucky getting blown off the train. It's Steve, and they could have done if what 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 if Steve Rogers became the Winter Soldier? That's exactly what I would have wanted to see instead of the exact same story in First Avenger, except it's Peggy Carter. You know exactly. Like even that one, you know, it, there's there's interesting stuff you could do with. Oh, what if Peggy Carter became a super soldier? You know, because already her being like um, a spy. Or part of this intelligence, this intelligence organization during that time is already a challenge for her because she's a woman. But if she became a super soldier. How would that affect her life? But instead, yeah. it just they were just like, we're gonna speed run the the first Avenger and <laughs> get the same conclusion. Yeah, I mean, do you? But think... I, I don't know. I think the problem. Sorry, you you, you want to speak? I'll let you speak. Thank you. You've learned your fucking lesson. Um. Oh shit! I forgot my question. No, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. So yeah, I think <laughs> bastard. Um, do you think the reason for the show being a bit disappointing in areas is due to the thirty-minute runtime? Should they have been given more longer episodes? Uh, yes, but at the same time, to do longer episodes. I mean, to take like, because they're they're a new animation studio, so it would take a long time to produce the show if you gave it longer episodes. I do think they yeah. need longer episodes, but then you'd probably get fewer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't really know to be honest. I don't really know what the best. Um, I do think there were some episodes that were rushed. Um, one in particular, I thought the Killmonger one. I felt was a tiny bit rushed, you know. He was hop. It, 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 the pace was a bit quick. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I felt because, you know, you know, he was obviously wanting. He still wanted to get revenge on what happened to his father. Yeah, but he do. He just took a different approach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, um, it, it was just like he became friends with Iron Man, and then Iron Man made him suits, and then he kills Iron Man. Because then he's got vibranium, and then he goes to Wakanda, and then there's an army. You know, it was too many things happening in a 30-minute episode, and it was too quick. Um, yeah, because I, I think a lot of these ideas are like, it literally comes out about like, oh, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? But then they don't actually follow the natural story progression. A lot no, of this. Plus, no. I think the biggest problem is the fact that they wanted to have a big multiversal crossover at the end of the season. So each of these episodes had to end in a way 
where a character could cross over into the main, uh, not into the main, but cross over with the other characters, which leads to weird plot holes. Yeah, like, like um, at the end of Thor Ultron one? turning up at the end of the Thor yeah, one, and they don't yeah. really explain how that came about. It's Plus, like at the end of at the end of like episode eight, Natasha has a Zola Ultron bot, but that never comes up in the next episode. Are you sh- no? Yeah, because he gets the Ultron. She has the Ultron bot with Zola. The the arrows injected into Zola, into the Ultron bot, and yeah. the Ultron bot is now green. But in the next episode, she has the arrow with the virus, but she doesn't have that Ultron bot. So did she like take the virus oh, yeah. back out of the bot and put it into the arrow again? Like what happened there? Oh, sh- oh shit. You know, and then, like, because of, like, delays with the animation, we don't get the Gamora-Tony Stark episode either. So then that was left all weird in the finale. And it was one of those things where clearly their purpose or their mindset was let's do a bunch of episodes and then they'll all link up at the end when you really don't need to do that with the what if. I mean, one I do have one positive thing to say about it, which is Ultron is terrifying. I think they really fleshed that out. Yeah, they, he's a he's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm glad we got a proper comic accurate, well, semi comic accurate Age of Ultron for setting. You know? Yeah, that was that was a better Age of Ultron than I Age was of really Ultron. Happy with that, um, there's 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 some stuff like you know when Thanos appears and then Vision literally just cuts him in half. You do kind of sit there and think. Oh, yeah, he he could have done that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I shit. do think it is... They do fun stuff like that. Like, I really like um, the murder mystery episode. Yeah. Where they kind of imply that Hank Pym could single-handedly take out the Avengers. <laughs> of course he would. Of course he would. He's tiny. Um, I mean, I, I still remember thinking that was Agent Carter who was killing them off. I was, <laughs> yeah, like, what I, the fuck? <laughs> I thought, because I remember reading that... Ag- yeah, you don't remember reading that Agent Carter was going to be, like, the main person who was going to appear in nah, the episode. Nah, I don't. We've had this conversation before. I at swear. no point, at no point did they say she's the main character. I think that she was, like, the main character in the marketing. She was the person that they used them... Like, she was like the, the poster girl for it, but... Yeah. At but... no point do I remember anyone going, wow, she's the main character. <laughs> that, that, was, that was just me. But no, I, I do remember thinking, like, oh, it's her, like, you know, in the teleport thing. Or, like, when she went through the teleport, maybe she's invisible and she's confused as to why Steve Rogers ain't there. And so she's... So the first thing she does is kills all the Avengers? Like, systematically? <laughs> what? I mean, yeah i mean wouldn't you like the person that you love is dead and then you come through into a new world and this guy's like hey come and join the avengers and then she's like no uh, you're like no i'm gonna kill them instead (laughs) it's like how are you gonna do that we know Uh it'll be you it's like well i'll just go through the portal again and kill them all while i'm invisible with my new magic sword (laughs) oh my god and you say i you say i don't theorize i thought it was gonna be ghost the dog that was a terrible what? Game of Thrones reference. I'm sorry. Oh, right. I didn't even get that. That's two <laughs> for two with the bad Game of Thrones references. Um, but no, I thought it was going to be the character Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. 
the girl who can face the walls. Yeah, I sure. thought it was going to be her because she's a shield agent. She was like a shield asset. Of course, yeah. Um, and I thought it was going to be a case of like, oh, what if Ghost was um, acquired <laughs> by Hydra? I would have preferred the title of what if Ghost stopped there? <laughs> like, what if? Brilliant, brilliant. But do you see what I mean though? What if like she joined Hydra, not Shield? Like, what if a Hydra agent had taken her on and yeah, used her as a weapon things, and used her to characters. kill? Yeah, yeah. I thought you could do something like that where you don't have to do like a big, just take something, like Killmonger. Saving Tony Stark makes sense because they were both in the area at the time. But the story just kind of branches off in all these weird ways that don't really feel natural. No. Um, just, it feels yeah. like they're just like, oh, we should have this guy in the episode. We should have this guy in the episode. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, just do like a natural, what would happen if this guy did this? And you follow the events as they naturally play out. Mm-hmm. And plus there's like a lot of like continuity stuff. And another term like, oh, but it's a different universe. But it's specifically branching off of our main universe. So there's stuff like when Thanos turns up to, uh, in the Age of Ultron episode, um, he shouldn't have the Infinity Stones by that point. How would he have? Because we see Gamora still alive in that universe. So how did he get the Mind Stone? Exactly. Not the Mind Stone. The exactly. Stone. You see Xandar is okay, but it's yeah. like, but he should have decimated Xandar to get the Power Stone. And it's clearly like they, they want to use the visual references but they're not sticking to the continuity. Yeah. And I think that's because What If is the show that had the least input by Kevin Feige. Oh, really? Was it? I don't know. I, th- I think it's it's one of those things where because it's animated, it's semi-connected, but it's Loosely. not massively connected to that universe. Mm. Um, so I don't think it had the same kind of fine-tooth comb that the other projects have. Yeah. Um, um, I did like the big fight with uh, the Watcher and Ultron. That was cool. That was fun. That was fun. Um, that was uh, that was a good fight. But uh, they also... That's another thing. They didn't really explain the Watcher, which kind of confused me. No, he Because it's like he seems to... Yeah. He exists in like this weird little pocket reality. But mm-hmm. we've seen Watchers before. They're in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And they didn't live in a weird pocket dimension. So is he separate? Is he a different Watcher? Because he swore an oath, which would imply he swore an oath to someone. So you imagine there's multiple. And it it seems like he's seen two different things at two different times. Because he sees Ultron develop in, like, episode 8. But in episode 7, he's surprised when Ultron comes through the portal to attack Thor. Yeah. So it's like... So he's, he's... He's Sorry, surprised by both. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, so are there two different versions of him? Does he like, are them? Does he like exist across a spectrum, or something? It's weird. They don't explain the rules, the mechanics very well. Because it's an animation. Yeah, which is why I feel like this one, you know. Is it getting a season two? I feel like I. Yeah, it's getting a season two. Okay. Um. It was. I think season. I think it was supposed to have, like, season one was going to be ten episodes, and then season two was going to be eight episodes, and then I mm. think it ended up being two seasons of nine episodes or something. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, like, it was still an enjoyable show. You had some good episodes, like that Zombies one. That was fun. 
Um, I did enjoy. Yeah, it was it was still fun. You've kind of got to just switch your brain off and just enjoy it. Yeah, we got some encounters but it, between characters that we haven't seen in the show in the films, like that iconic one with Peter and Hope. That was nice, and people were going. That, that was good. That was good. So, we yeah. also uh, revisited the Incredible Hulk. We did. We did. That was nice. That was really and nice. instead of Edward Norton, they got yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been funny more. though if they. I really hope that they give uh, Edward Norton a lot of money to have him cameo in Doctor Strange too. I think that would be really funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> just have it. Just have him as Hulk again, and don't explain it. That would be great. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be funny. But, but no, there's there's like some fun stuff in What If. No, it's just one of those things where I think in every episode there was some where I was like, wait. What? How does how does yeah, that work? Yeah, there was there was always something. There, something was lacking. They didn't probably think about it. Um, they just had an idea. And actually, now that I remember it, I think that Loki was produced after What If, which is oh. why they use the term absolute point instead of nexus point. I think it, ah. I think in Loki, the terminology existed after What If. Um, right. So I think what if was just kind of making up their own rules, whereas yeah. Loki would they were like right, okay, this needs to link up to Doctor Strange and all this crap. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it is well, interesting. That's us going through all the episodes. I'm. This is going to be our shortest episode, Thomas. We did it. It's not. Going yeah, to be like three we hours. went through very quickly, just briefly, just to fill up a bit of time. <laughs> briefly, what upcoming TV last... shows? Oh. <laughs> what upcoming? Marvel TV shows are you excited for? Can you give me a list of the ones that are coming? Right, so we have She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, Mm -hmm. Moon Knight, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, Mm -hmm. Ironheart, and Agatha Harkness TV show, potentially. Um, We might be getting... We're getting Echo, a character from the upcoming Hawkeye TV show... TV show that we're getting, mm. um, that we're going to do an episode out when the show's finished. We're going to do like a little Christmas breakdown. Um, what else are we getting? Uh, we're, I think we're getting Werewolf by Night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've, uh, I've drawn a blank. What else are we getting? No, 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 no. I've, I've made my decision. Don't give me more. Um, War Machine, uh, not War Machine. Um, Moon Knight. Armor Wars. No. Moon Knight. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Moon Knight I'm looking forward to. I think that'd be cool. Because we've seen leaks and that looks cool. Um, Secret yeah, Invasion. Cool. Just because I love the comic and I'd like to see what they do with that. And I want to see scrolls properly used properly in the, sh- in the show. You know. Do you want to try that sentence again? <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> um... I'm looking forward to Secret Invasion. So, so, so that they use... keep going, keep going. So they Come use... on, you can do it. So they use the scrolls. I can't say it. <laughs> so they can use the scrolls properly. Am I saying that right? Scrolls, scrolls, what? scrolls. Yeah, scrolls. So they use that like yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Don't make me say it again, man. I'm in tears. Um... <laughs> I'm excited for that too. Yeah. And I think I'm I'm excited for the future of Disney Plus because it seems like a lot of their characters that they're like, oh, well, we can't really do a TV uh, movie about them. Let's do a TV show about them instead. Yeah. And there's some really interesting ideas. 
And it does seem like they are going right. This stuff is canon, and it's going to lead directly into the movies. Which is good, you know. I reckon a lot of, like, Moon Knight will tie into Blade when that eventually comes out. She-Hulk looks like it's going to tie into this World War Hulk movie, if that's a real yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, it's it's interesting, man. I'm excited for the future of uh, I am too. the I'm Disney excited. Plus stuff. I'm excited. Speaking of which, we've got Hawkeye coming up. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing a... Uh, what, what are we doing with that? When the whole show's out, we're going to do a season breakdown where we talk about the first season, maybe only season. Nice. I don't know if it's going to be a multi-season show. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll give our thoughts then. I'm looking forward to that. I am. Yeah, hyped. it's gonna be good. Uh, it's gonna be a little Christmas. Uh, well, also between now and then, we're gonna be doing our Doctor Who overview oh, as well. Looking forward to that. Because uh, guess what's coming out at the time of recording? Guess what's coming out tonight? Doctor Who. Yes, Doctor Who. There we oh, go. Oh, is it? Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a Halloween episode. It comes out tonight. It's called The Halloween Apocalypse. Of the new series? Yep. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. We, 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 said, we said we'd watch that. Did we, what, did we... uh, oh, yes, we did. Shit, we, we did. did. We did. We can't do it tonight. <laughs> we can't do it tonight. Right, we won't do it for this episode. We'll do it for the next episode. Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot. Because it's too. Halloween. It's it's Halloween. It's it's gonna a happy Halloween, by the way. Um, Spooky. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, um, oh fuck! Oh shit! I wonder. <laughs> what? No, it's fine. It's fine. No, I just. Are you okay? Fuck, I wonder if we, I, I wonder if we can get a Halloween logo drawn up. Um, I'll just just use your face. That's scary enough. Brilliant! Brilliant! <laughs> Thanks. I really wanted uh, to say. Anyway, that. so next week um so seb what are we doing next week we are doing star wars (laughs) (laughs) yes next week we are going to be talking about the skywalker saga just the skywalker saga we're not going to be talking about the spin-offs or anything like that just the nine movies they'll be mentioned Um, but no watch that end up being our longest episode ever as this is our shortest (laughs) I really want to keep it nice and short because they're more enjoyable when they're short. Nice and small and concise. Oh my fucking God, there's a joke in there, but I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I, I, I saw the joke. I saw the joke. I saw the opportunity myself. I could have made it. But no. <laughs> I could have made the joke. <laughs> but no, it would have been about me. Um... <laughs> right, so yeah, next week, the Skywalker Saga. Um, and if this one's been a bit rushed and a bit uh, fucking whatever, deal with it. Yeah, we've I'm, got I'm hungover. I was at a Halloween party last night. I'm, <laughs> I, I saw I'm done. Let's... I, I... Yeah, let's finish it. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? I was, I was. You said you were at a party and I was just at the cinema seeing Wes Anderson. It was terrible. What do you mean you were seeing Wes Anderson? I saw the Wes Anderson film. There's a new Wes Anderson film? Yeah, I messaged you saying it was a pile of shit. And you said, thought so. Oh, you mean last... Wait, which one? What's it called? The French Dispatch. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. I'd completely... Do you I, I knew that... I'd seen, I'd seen the poster, but I thought that movie was coming out next year. Did you, I didn't realise it was out already. any of my messages. Do you just... 
have an automated I'll, I've, I've read this one here it says hey Thomas I'm a little bitch boy I read that one you're not funny it's just mean <laughs> bullying um, okay I'm sorry Seb I'm sorry it's okay right so next week uh, Star Wars tune in if you want don't have to no, you do I really shouldn't end it like that. No, it's not. It is mandatory. If you don't tune in, we're going to come for you. Have we got any subscribers yet, Thomas? Because this is our fifth. I one. don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Probably like, not. Probably not. If you have listened all the way to the end of this episode, please like one of our posts just to know that. You <laughs> if you've listened to the end of this episode, come find the school that Seb works in. <laughs> Show your dedication. <laughs> can, can we have that in? Yeah, we didn't name the school. It's fine. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I panicked there. I really panicked. I was like, can we say that? Um, yeah, we could say you work at a school. I work in a school. Well, you don't work at a school. You sneak into a school. Right. We're not. No, <laughs> a bit we're different. Not, we're not, no, 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 no. Right. Tune in for next week. No, we'll cut that Star bit out. Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Wait, wait, wait. Do uh, do the do the outro again. So tune in next week because we're doing Star Wars. Is that it? That's the <laughs> outro. You can play around with this. I think there's some gold in there. Did you stop the recording after that? No, it's still going. Are you still recording? This is not a really long outro. You know how uh, hey Jude right, is right. The say, say it out- again. Just say see you next week when we talk about the Skywalker saga. Yeah, but I just wanted to say you know that song "Hey Jude" by Paul McCartney. How that's the longest outro. This could be our longest outro. Um, so try that one more time. We're going to keep all of this in. Yeah, Cut none of it out. None of it out. Um, next week, Star Wars. Tune in if you want. It'll be great. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Can we have that? Can we steal that? Who owns that? What, Batman? No, that <laughs> outro. Does Fox own it or does Warner Brothers own it? No, Batman owns it. Batman owns it. Batman, <laughs> the real guy, Batman. Robert Pattinson owns <laughs> It's that. the town. Isn't there a town in Turkey called Batman? They own it. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> they own it. There's a town in Turkey. No one cares about this. See you next Bye. week. <laughs> Bye.